Hi, it's me, Mario Di Cristofano. Welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily Podcast, where I'll talk you through some of the great work and really exciting stuff that I'm fortunate enough to work on. We'll talk about digital delivery, tactics, strategy, things that you can do and deploy as a delivery manager yourself. If you want to get involved in the conversation, get in touch with me on Twitter at DM underscore daily, or you can send me an email if you want to get on the podcast yourself as a guest. We get lots of guests on and we've got lots of great conversations to have this year. So thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily. I'm your host Mario De Cristofano and today we're going to talk about a scrumble. The f- is a scrumble. No, right? Um, you may have listened to a few episodes previously on the Delivery Manager Daily where I dragged my sorry ass through uh, Nexus certification. If you've not listened to those, uh, check them out. Uh, they're in some earlier episodes from, I think, late last year, maybe. Um, and I walk through uh, getting the certification and some of the questions that are easy to get wrong. And actually, we'll, we'll cover in this podcast just a bit of a refresher of what we're talking about when we're talking about Nexus. But um, so do listen to to those episodes but if you go onto google and google uh ken schwaber and scrumble uh, there's an interesting blog from about 2015 by ken and a conversational thread off the back of that blog post really interesting about what a scrumble is and way down the page in the nexus user guide uh, there's this thing called a scrumble and um, i had cursory understanding of what it was but broadly thought it was something to do when you weren't doing planning properly and i've recently had a colleague who's implemented a scrumble as part of their project. And I'm interested to talk through kind of their experience and, and the need for it or not and some of the some of the challenges and misconceptions about what a scrumble is. So uh, what is a scrumble? And there's a lot of debate and talk about the value of it. So is it a hardening sprint in disguise? Uh, will it be misused by the team as an excuse for a two-week holiday? And the fact that a scrumble in theory on paper goes entirely against the notion of predictable cadence within a series of sprints. Uh, Some say it's just a disco and a retro combined on steroids. Um, But let's understand what a scrumble is. But before even that, uh, I want to just remind ourselves on what Nexus is. So before you get to save, but when you've probably outgrown Scrum due to the size of the teams, uh, you've got Nexus. And Nexus is this exoskeleton that fits over the top of the Scrum um, sort of framework and extends it to allow you to uh, just run a larger number of teams and brings in with it the notion of a Nexus integration team or a NIT. And this is the team that combine uh, and integrate all the independent teams' work to bring together a, a single Nexus goal, which represents an integrated increment of value. So if you're not ready to get to safe, scrums kind of creaking at the seams nexus is a great uh sort of almost middleware i guess to kind of sit on top of scrum and just extend it slightly and we've been using it in um some of our projects and i'm a big fan of nexus because i think if you don't do any other agile certification it really does represent quite a good broad uh agile cert if you don't do any other it ensures that you understand Scrum and it gives you the tools and the capability to scale Scrum. So it's really effective. So that's Nexus broadly. And let's talk about this infamous Scrumble then. I mean, what is it? So you can think of Scrumble as this like notional stop event in the Nexus framework. 
it's supposedly giving teams time to think, change and modify aspects of their work before uh, getting back to delivering increments of value. So in my colleague's case, uh, the project was going a bit astray. So there was this opportunity to pause delivery and within the constraint of a two week uh, sprint um, timescale, run a scrumble where everyone regrouped and looked at what they were doing, the tools and the processes, and understood what they were doing wrong, and then almost realigned themselves to be able to get back to delivering value. So think of it as a parachute that the Scrum Master can pull to improve how the groups work together. Maybe relearn practices, learning how to, as I've said, use the tools better, learning how to maybe decompose and share the product backlog better. Finding out the team doesn't have the skills or the capabilities needed and replacing them accordingly. Basically, the Scrumble allows you to do whatever's needed to be done so that the team can actually build an integrated increment. So the argument is that if you're getting to a point where you're not releasing integrated increments within your Nexus uh, team, so if each team, and this was a, an interesting conversation I had with a, a different colleague, in that each Scrum team were delivering unintegrated uh, bits of value um, but it was impossible to integrate them and this is because everyone was working separately in silos and some of the processes were wrong and the ways of working were wrong and the communication wasn't great so this is a classic candidate for implementing uh, a scrumble so again just to summarize that the scrumble this is this uh, mechanism that's triggered when the nexus team can't deliver an integrated increment so what I tend to find in projects that are going a bit south or, as I've noticed, at certain project sizes, just where Scrum starts to groan at the seams, but safe's a bit too unwieldy and you really don't want that. You get this facade of progress and we've all been on projects where the Scrum teams will roll out show and tells. Um, and this was similar to this, this project I'm thinking of and giving this illusion of progress. But what was happening in the background was huge amounts of technical debt were being accrued because all the work wasn't integrated and I think there was this kind of thought that well, we'll just do a hardening sprint after sprint seven or eight and we'll just kind of integrate it all then but that's really not the way uh, of doing things um, teams and the scrum teams tend to fall into the trap of just focusing on their own individual team goals and any associated velocity or code or release based on that uh, and doing it in isolation so the problem leaving the integration later down the line which is and we'll come to the the notion of a hardening sprint if you've not heard of one in a minute uh, i think is a huge problem these teams and projects that use nexus they're often as we've said the reason to use nexus in the first place is scrums grown in at the scenes a bit so your teams are probably a little bit more dispersed disparate larger projects probably quite complicated and this facade of progress is often kept up you get to a hardening sprint and a hardening sprint is this notion of where the sprint's intended on bringing in and integrating everything that's been done so far and you put it in as checkpoints throughout your your well i've seen it put in as checkpoints i don't personally do it i don't think there's a need for hardening sprints i think you've got the whole notion wrong if you're putting in points to fix stuff later um but we'll come on to that in a minute but bringing everything together in a single sprint and then trying to integrate it you're just not tackling the technical debt that's subsequently going to accrue uh usually the technical debt becomes so much your project gets in a mess and of course, exponentially, the, the, the cost and time it takes to fix those more complex problems because you've let them grow um, becomes a problem in itself. And this is a, a reason why a lot of projects go south. 
this scrumbles, this opportunity at all in the Scrum Masters arsenal to deploy so things can be rectified before they become these larger scale problems. It's an opportunity to be transparent, to be visible and identify and fix issues as you go rather than wait until later. So how many times have you been on a project and within three weeks or sprint two, your teams aren't getting on, you're using third party vendors that aren't communicating, the agile ways of working aren't aligned, it's like grinding two different speed gearboxes together and they're just kind of bouncing off one another and sparks everywhere. And you all know and comment in the pub that these things are wrong, but yet every day you continue with that facade of progress because it's someone else's problem. The scrumble brings that and everyone in that together to be able to talk and fix it. Ken Schwaber says, and I agree totally, and we're talking about hardening sprints, is it normalises bad work. So pretending that it's okay for work to be undone is fine and it's just part of the project. Whereas a scrumble is an opportunity to sort it as you go. So why would you wait for a hardening sprint later down the line uh, to fix problems when you can correct and rectify costly errors now? He also says that, and I again, I entirely agree and see this with my own eyes and experience in projects. Organisations scale up their effort without really building up infrastructure skill capability. And before you know it, you've got this mess of a project. So the point at which you realise that you need Nexus in your project, there's not enough time spent just pausing and thinking about scaling skill capability and ways of working. Instead, you get straight into it to then find you're in this position where you need to throw in a few hardening sprints or you're not creating integrated uh, pieces of work. And it's a problem before you know it. Um, hardening sprint sprinkled throughout your sprint plan then, as far as I'm concerned. It, it's institutionalised as, yeah, we're OK, we'll integrate it later kind of thing. But it's massively dangerous. It Not only implementing hardening sprints in your plan mean you're setting up to not deliver releasable uh, value each sprint. It's not even part of the scrum guide. But all the time I see these hardening sprints in project plans. Technical debt's OK, but you've got to pay that back regularly. And letting it accumulate to this point where you need a dedicated sprint to rectify it, I just don't think is, is the thing to do. So that's the purpose of scrumbling. Does it work? Um, I've never really used it in anger. And I mentioned earlier, I've got this colleague who's currently scrumbling or at this point of recording this podcast, they'll have done it. And I understand that it went quite well. Um, I think I'm pretty good at recognising problems early on and tackling them, but... Having to deal with them ad hoc and under time pressure can be a massive chore. So having this luxury, if such a thing can be said about a scrumble, of this time-boxed, sprint-length pause, I think is going to be massively advantageous. So just some other thoughts on scrumbling then. Um, and I've been thinking about it, and I'm probably going to consider it as a tool to use in my next project. It kind of makes sense. You know, what's the point in carrying on and pushing forward if there's something wrong? in business you know doing that's just costly it's risky every hour and every day of the work month it just costs money um so i guess the scrumble is that opportunity to kind of just take stock and i think you've got to make sure you're very clear on the purpose of the scrumble to everyone in the team to make sure that they don't just think well this is just two weeks to take the pressure of delivery off um so i can just sit back and relax I do think, however, that there'll be a little bit of pushback when 
doing a scramble from the business. I imagine talking to key stakeholders and saying, look, we want to pause delivery. As a scrum master, you're really going to have to impress upon the stakeholder or the product owner or the client that this is a good thing because otherwise the technical debt that's being accrued and I'm sure some rebuttals from stakeholders might be, well, can't you just fix that in the sprint? Hence the hardening sprints and you're just pushing the, the, the shit cake along the road, as it were, for want of a better term. So you're going to have to be really... Um, firm with the client and the stakeholders and the product owner to say we are pausing we're pressing pause on the scrum tape because things are going wrong and we recognize that things are going wrong and we want to do a bit of regrouping better to do that now that kind of measure twice cut once approach rather than uh, just carrying on down the line to find out that your carpet doesn't fit i use some terrible analogies don't i um make sure your carpet doesn't fit in the end and you've paid a fortune for it so i think my thoughts on a scrumble is it 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 seems to make sense i like the idea that it's contained within a sprint sort of time box and i like the fact that it's that opportunity to pause delivery the trick i would imagine is to have the discipline to not pull the trigger on a scrumble unnecessarily if it's a smaller problem or something that can be tackled in the sprint or something that can just be tackled by a tweak or an adjustment or a little bit of firmness not just deploying a a scrumble for the sake of it or thinking well it doesn't matter if the project because this is the thing with the planning right i can think when i'm drawing out a project plan now i'll just put a scrumble in two or three weeks in just to see how the team's doing and what's going right and wrong and that's not a scrumble that's a retrospective so i can see where um that can be uh misapplied would you deploy a scrumble in your next project have you deployed a scrumble yet? Do you even know what a scrumble is? It'd be interested to know your thoughts on Twitter at DM underscore daily or get in touch with me on the blog. And thanks for listening.